The playoffs are heating up, and there's no better place than to sit back and unwind than Gators Dockside. Gators Dockside has happy hour specials on mixed and well drinks, as well as shot specials, 60 cent wings, all you can eat wings, and draft beers. They even have beers from local breweries. So, with the playoffs coming up, Wild Card Weekend is just around the corner. Get yourself over to Gators Dockside, one nearest you, and Mostly, if you're in the Central Florida area, let them know that you're a Halloween Unleashed listener and you thank them for being a sponsor on this podcast. For any special effects artist that is looking for a better way, more economical way for your casting projects, I suggest that you look up, if you haven't already, Specialty Resin and Chemical for all of your molding needs. Specialty Resin and Chemical is the best kept secret on the planet. Maybe not so much after this ad, but their prices simply cannot be beat. Their shipping is quick, painless, easy, and very, very affordable. So make sure that you go to SpecialtyResin.com and let them know that you appreciate them being a sponsor on the Halloween Unleashed podcast. This is the Halloween Unleashed Podcast, featuring the cutting room floor. And now, here are your hosts for the week. Welcome, everybody, to the season premiere of Halloween Unleashed and the cutting room floor. I am one of the co-hosts of the show. I am Chris Morgan, joined by a roundtable for the first time ever by my good friends and co-hosts, Dylan Cloud and Brandon Zachman. Dylan, we'll start with you. How's everything going, sir? Uh, man, everything's going great. Uh, had a blast on season one. Can't wait to get season two going. Got big plans, even bigger plans in season one, and I hope to outdo it. Perfect. We, uh, we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely cover. You had mentioned some some really cool ideas, and I, I definitely want to want to cover that. Brandon, what's what's up with you, man? Uh, we're, we're we're technically um, recording this on December tenth at eight forty one at night. Uh, by the time this episode airs, it will be twenty twenty. So, hello to the future and hello from the past. Um, Brandon, how's everything going? How, how's your holiday season going? It's going pretty well, you know. Um... Still kind of lurking in the shadows, always watching uh, <laughs> with my hidden collection. But uh, I'm excited to get this this going again and uh, really explore where we can take this podcast in the future. Well, absolutely. And uh, speaking of lurking in the shadows and not sharing your collection, man, I, I got to say I've been busting your balls a lot in, in, in the messenger. But when you start knowing that one of your friends has some of these high-end pieces that you never knew about, you almost feel like, you know, the redheaded stepchild that you know, got left out at the dinner table. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you've really been holding back on some really cool pieces. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for Dylan to kind of drop it on me the other day, there was a certain piece I didn't know that you had. And, you know, you, you provided uh, me pics after that. And I was like, damn, it, it looks really good. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Congrats, and I look like a dumbass. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, we're gonna we're gonna talk real quick. Well, um, 
Well, hold on, hold on now, Chris. What, hold what, on. Let's what, not let's let's not uh, let's not forget about the, the 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 man who started this all, ladies and gentlemen, the the Jim Cornette of of, of horror, Mr. Chris Morgan. Come on now, let's just. <laughs> How, how are you doing, Chris? God damn, motherfucker! I'm doing good. Um, everything's going well, man. Um, this week I'm playing... Uh, I am playing... Mom and Dad. Um, you know, I'm, I'm taking care of both of my kids this week, which is cool. Um, we just had the plague run through our house for the last two and a half, three weeks. And uh, everybody was sick. And it was... It was fucking terrible. Um, you know, missed Thanksgiving. Um, my uh, grandfather who raised me moved 10 minutes away um, from us and just left my childhood home um, after 35 years and uh, wanted to be closer to the great-grandkids. I mean, I call him dad. So, you know, when I if, if I slip and say grandkids, I'm... It's really his great grandkids, but uh, he's got Parkinson's and dementia, and uh, he wanted to to really be closer to them and, and closer to us, uh, you know, while while he still had all of his wits. And I'm I'm really glad, but because everybody was sick, you know, everybody kind of stayed away, and it, that part sucked. And um, you know, they they moved closer to be to be closer to us and spend holidays and birthdays. Missed my daughter's three uh, three year birthday because uh, he he didn't want to get sick, and missed Thanksgiving. But uh, you know, you know, I had chicken fingers and French fries for uh, for Thanksgiving dinner. It was pretty anticlimactic. But other than that, everything everything is well. Everything is well. Glad to see you made it out on the other side, at least. Yeah, I still got a little. Um, shit going down the back of my throat and uh my son still has a cough but you know uh caitlin who's who started it all um she is she's a basket full of sunshine and flowers <laughs> well, I, I, as you know chris in this life you gotta learn to eat shit and like the taste of it oh i've eaten plenty of it and i still to this day do not like do not like the taste but i can at least grin and bear it and fake a fake a shit eating smile so <laughs> Well, um, you know, be, before we highlight season two, I got to get this started off correctly. Um, and 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 since and since we're on me, um, we have a new sponsor this season, and I want to go ahead and just get this out of the way. No, it's not anything to enlarge your dick or get your dick hard. It's not anything like that. Um, yeah. I discovered recently that I have a gluten allergy, and. That has come on, you know, by, by the time where this thing airs, I'm going to be 41. I'm 40 right now. Um, but I realized in the last year that, you know, it's like the last two, three, four years, I've felt like shit consistently and couldn't figure out why. You know, I've tried every type of diet. I've tried losing weight, tried going low carb, trying exercise more. You know, I got sleep apnea. I've got allergies to other things. And it's just... It, it sucks when you finally find the culprit that you have a gluten allergy. It eliminates a lot of shit out of your diet, and you got to read every label very carefully. One of the biggest things that I hated is I had to give up beer, and I love beer, and I love an ice-cold beer, and I couldn't drink beer. But thanks to our friends over at Redbridge uh, Breweries, they offer a gluten-free lager 
Amber Ale, and it is absolutely delicious. And for the first time, I'm popping the top on one, and I'm going to drink it on the air and tell everybody how it tastes. <laughs> I love the nap pop. Yeah, god damn, that was that's that's a damn good beer. I mean, unless, and I mean, I haven't tasted it piss warm yet, but you know, as it warms up, it may taste differently. But ice cold. I can do this. I can still get fucked up on beer and still keep my keep my dad bought alive and uh, drink beer again. So all is well. So if you want Redbridge, uh, and if you have a gluten allergy, do yourself a favor. Check your local liquor stores or check your local breweries and see if they carry uh, Redbridge today. All right. Now that we got that out of the way, that's our new sponsor for the season. They paid the bill this week. So let's let's take it a step further. Um, whoever wants to go first, highlights from season one. What, what was your favorite moment? What was your favorite episode? Um, what stands with you the most? You know, uh, all that good shit. You know, just make it entertaining. This is a fucking show. People have waited eight weeks for this shit. So let's, let's give them, let's give them the glitz and glamour. Well, I definitely, (laughs) without talking over each other, goddamn. (laughs) Well, I would definitely have to say the the most feedback I got and, you know, the most messages I got from any episode that I was a part of was definitely the the H6 lineage that we did the with all the different H6 masks. Um, I had a lot of fun recording that episode. I learned a lot, um, a lot. Like, I listened to that episode a few times. I had people telling me they listened to it, you know, three, four times, and that wasn't a short episode either. I think it was like... The, the better part of like what like two hours two plus hours and yeah, uh yeah and and people I, I was getting messages from all these people that were like acquaintances through the you know the the myers hobby and whatnot tell me how great it was how much they learned that they listened to it two or three times meanwhile when we were recording it i was like dude how are we gonna like put this out in a block like no one's gonna want to listen to an episode that's you know two plus hours long but I mean, you you definitely proved me wrong. You said, no, nah, they'll listen to it because people were listening to it, you know, <laughs> two or three times to really grasp all the stuff that was in it. Well, I'm correct. It's the most downloaded episode. God damn, dude. You're always stealing everybody's thunder. I was about to get there, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it, is, it is the most downloaded episode. Um, it is still the most talked about even with me. People that have said, hey, man, I've listened to that, that episode two, three times. I love it. Hey, by the way, do you know where X X Y Z H six mask comes from? I'm like, dude, we c- you listen to it three times. It's, it's in the episode. Oh shit! I guess I have to go back and listen to it a fourth time. So, you know, there's several people that's had to go back a few times and re-educate themselves. I mean, I, I really think we could have made a um, book on CD or book book download or a Kindle by chapter. We probably could have done that for that episode because there was just so much meat on the bone. Um, but it, it's had over 6,000 downloads. Oh, wow. And, you know, so when you got 6,000 downloads and you got a few hundred people in the group, something's wrong with the fucking group. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, people are hearing about us and we, and we talk about the group on Facebook, but I, I just don't understand why, why the numbers are, are so low there. If people are judging the popularity of Halloween Unleashed by the Facebook group... Um, you have a very mis miscued uh, number there because six thousand people that downloaded that episode 
aren't lined. The, the, the Warlock is the second downloaded, and by third is the Lineage chart. Hell, I, mean, I know myself. I listened to the episode three times, and I still don't know where the rating rate comes from. <laughs> neither the neither does the neither does the community. They just make shit up. So it's you know whatever. If I had to give a favorite, I, I would say the favorite thing that I did would would definitely be talking to Deborah Voorhees. That that was the the honor and privilege of a lifetime to talk to an alumni from the from the genre and from one of my favorite entries in the Friday uh, franchise. But I think the episode that I enjoyed the most, well, the one I enjoyed listening to the most was probably the, the Lineage series because that was just so educational. Uh, and that, I think, was a great tool for anyone getting into the hobby. But I think the most fun that I had recording was probably talking to DeSanti. Just, you know, that was a two-hour almost conversation just, just picking this guy's brain about the the Friday franchise and, and, and his creation of Never Hike Alone and, and it just spoke so much truth about why that movie and why the the the, the, the coming movies are going to be so good. It's just he's just so dedicated and I I've, you know I don't like to listen to myself talk, but I've watched that that episode twice just because I'm so enamored by his passion. Yeah, I I was actually um, I was going to save it for an episode, but that now now's as good as time as any. But how did you land Deborah Voorhees? Because I, I, you know, no, no, for the listeners just glancing through, Dylan didn't fuck her. Uh, but how did you get her to agree to be on the show? Because I'll be honest with you, um, I didn't try to get her on the show, but I've tried to get other people, and either they flake out or you know, timing's never right. But you were able to do it and do it pretty quickly. So how how did that all come about? Kind of educate us on how you brought that brought that to the stage. Well, originally, um, I was going to start working on a Friday Part Five documentary uh, you know, with, with someone in the, in the in the groups, and I just threw the pitch. I figured, you know, all I can do is throw the pitch out, and if it doesn't work, well, I tried. So I, you know, I just sent this very long message to her on Facebook, just saying, "Hey, I'm so and so." She read it. She's very good about getting back to people. Um, mm. And we're actually friends on Facebook now. But what ended up happening is I just sent it out to her and just said, hey, I'm working on this Friday documentary. I'm not here to bullshit you, you know, this, that, and the other. If I can just have 30 minutes of your time. Um, and then what? And, and then I, I, you know, explained, you know, kind of the cutting room floor concept. Because, you know, eventually I ended up leaving that documentary project because the gentleman who was working on it was working on about a half dozen other things and I thought, well this is just gonna end up half assed if if I'm putting all of my effort into it and he's working on other projects. Not to say he wasn't willing, but I just withdrew from that and said, you know, that project is over, but I'm doing this show now and I'm working with Chris Morgan on the Halloween Unleashed podcast and and to prove my legitimacy I had sent the episodes that I had done with Matt and Bill um and then the episode was cataloged underneath the show just just to prove that hey this is a real thing i'm not trying to bs you you know this is this is a passion of mine and by you know by luck or by hook or by crook or somehow i managed to convince her and you know uh, i got her on and uh, it was i trust me it was as hard for me to believe um and you can ask brandon i was i was I didn't know whether to shit or wind my watch, you know, right as that was about to happen because I was so nervous. But, you know, it happened and I'm hoping that, you know, future seasons will lead to more to more uh, series alumni. And I've got big plans for season two. 
Well, we're waiting. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm going I'm to be honest. I'm going to throw it out there because he's he he is in the Horror Forever group. We're friends on Facebook, um, and I'm hoping the community can kind of get behind me and don't be dicks about it and don't you know don't harass the man. But I'd really like to get Christopher Durand on the show this season. If you do that, I would love to be on it with you and co-host it with you because um, I have, um, I have some questions for him myself. You know, like, uh, this is my. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Dylan's sitting there like, nah, this is my shtick. Yeah. Um, but, I, 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 you know, having been a Myers and a Ghostface and being one of those, you know, other than Tom Morgan, or you know, just, just a handful of other guys who have crossed over that, that, that franchise line and been in multiple franchises. And, you know, he's so active in the, in, in, in the con system. You know, I missed him at, um, I can't remember the name of the show, uh, Walker Stalker Con this year in Atlanta. Because you know, I didn't, I found out about the convention the, the day it was happening. But you know, I missed him here. But he's just so active with the fans, and he's you know he's just such a nice guy. I, I think he'd be a a great interview. And then I'm also hoping, um, having done the episode with Desanti and with Andrew Lee, you know, both from NHA, that I'd really like to get Tom Matthews, who was of course Tommy Jarvis in Friday Six on the show. He was also in uh, both Return of the Living Deads as two different characters, as Freddy and. What was his character name in the second one? Uh, I kind of let that one kind of slip me because I, I hold the first one into such high, high standards. But just being so iconic, I, I, I you know, if, if I could manage, even if it's not this season, if I could just talk to either of those gentlemen, and, and I'd love to have either one of you on there with me, um, I think that would, that would be a, an amazing thing to see. By the way, thanks for the save, dickhead. Um, you know, I wasn't able to come up with a name, and you just kind of transitioned right on, so thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> I will say, well, I if you, you, you at, uh, at age forty, and you uh, took, took, took your Alzheimer's meds this morning, we wouldn't have this problem, dude. I'm drinking beer. What else do you want from me? <laughs> and I think Brandon was kind of talking from the from the water tub he's stuck in back there. Yeah, I was saying that I talked to Chris at um at age forty, Chris Durand, and uh, I had a nice chat with him, and he's super down to earth. Um, I think, I think he would do it uh, if you reached out to him. Uh, I've talked to him online a couple times too. He, uh, I think he would be an awesome guest. I do too. I, I met him at Horror Hound in Indianapolis back in 2012 when Jamie Lee Curtis did the, did the convention there. And, uh, I mean, everybody who was everybody was at that convention. Um, but I had, uh, shots and beers with him and Brad Brad Laurie um, in the bar and had pictures taken with him and just super cool guys, really nice and at the time I was starting to work on the 7 2.0 and uh, you know, he was very complimentary but looking back at that mass no offense, I was like you know, that's why you can't take anybody's uh, enthusiasm to heart like when you're when you're doing something artistic because I look back at that mass I'm like that I no offense to anybody who has one or anything like that there God bless you if you love it but I look back on it after having the new 7 out and I'm going that thing was a pile of fuck man it it really was and that's coming from somebody who produced them so for for those out there that are listening that says I only put over my own work well I just shit all over one of my projects Personally, I love the 2.0. I think it's great. More power to you. So. I was going to say, good for you, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I think you two assholes are biased. You know, I'm still fairly new to this. I grew up on my shitty party city. It match, shows. So it shows. To, to, so fucking to me, the Todd's masks are just such a step above. Just because you know, from a mass produced standpoint, and just to see some of the indie masks to think, oh well, it's not 100 percent perfect, but goddamn it, the the 2.0 is like 85 percent there. Well, and that, like- you know, I. I I sure as shit couldn't make one. It's like, you know what? I didn't have diarrhea today. T- t- today was a good day, you know? <laughs> See, Dylan likes to call me bougie for my, my mask opinions, but I'm, I'm sorry that I have a refined palate. Your refined palate can gargle my fucking balls. That'll probably be cut out of the fucking podcast, to be honest with you. Whose idea was it to put the three of us on here? <laughs> Well, it sounded like a good fucking idea on paper, you know? <laughs> Alright, so I just killed the show. It was it was great talking to all of you. Um, hope we can never do this again. Um, Alright. What else we got here? Um, damn, Alzheimer's is kicking in again. Um, season 1, season 1, season 1. Um... For me, what was your favorite, Chris? That, that's what I'm trying to narrow down. I, I I really liked this season finale because you know I loved being able to answer questions versus having to come up with content. I thought that having the content come to us and given people that asked the questions what they wanted uh, was was a really cool thing. Um, I loved all of the spotlight shows that I did with Brandon. Um, But most importantly, uh, being able to, and, you know, this is no disrespect to the previous podcast, but being able to step out on my own without a banner that has a group attached to it and has several thousand people in it, um, being able to step out and, and... being able to to do this and to be honest without you guys and i mean this sincerely without you guys contributing the way you did whether you were co-hosting whether you took the ball and just did your own episode whether you incorporated your cutting room floor you guys both gave up, gave up personal time and that means uh to brand the, to the other brandon as well um, gave up personal time that you could have been doing anything else and to do it. So it was always special for me uh, to be able to give up time together and just have a good time. You know, sometimes it, it, it could get a little dicey, uh, but at the same time, I think that the thing I'm most proud of is that we, we, we handled every topic as best as we possibly could, and we were always honest with people. And without Ryan Hogel as well, you know, like he kind of kicked the merch into high gear, and he did some amazing designs. Uh, so I, I, I thank him for a lot of that. Um, I thank our sponsors, but you know, the but the special moments from season one had to be uh, the spotlight episodes where we went back and. Brandon did a, such a great job digging up a lot of a lot of past stuff that we could cover. Um, I had a great time going back to the Warlock when it all began and the history and just covering some of the topics that we did. And when you when you get messages and people saying, "Damn, that was a good episode," I learned so much. Um, 
that was huge for me. Uh, so it's like, you know, you, you have a concept, you have an idea, and you, you hope for the best, but you never know what's going to happen if people are going to take to it. And people really took to it. And um, when I was out, you know, whether it be uh, my dog passing, which I'm still struggling with, by the way, uh, or it be that I had to go to that class. I mean, you guys kept the Unleashed brand running. And, uh, you know, Dylan, I got several message, messages from you that, you know, and, you know, I mean this with no jokes or anything, man, that touched me in ways that, um, was really cool to hear you step out on your own and finally get your get your podcast going. And the fact that we were able to inspire each other and grow, um, I think that when I look back at season one, it was finding that niche, finding that place as a team, and bringing different elements to it, and that we all were able to lean on each other's strengths for that. So that, in a nutshell, was was what was special to me. And it was definitely trial by fire for me, and, and it does. It takes no more than you know just watching the episodes that I did to see that, you know, the camera quality wasn't great, the sound wasn't great. You know, I, during the Desanti interview, I knocked the camera over, um, and so and thanks to you, Chris, is now with the headset that I'm talking on right now, uh, my new computer. So that's what's going to you know be a big change for season two for me is going to be the updated audio and video quality. And as well as there's going to be some cutting room floor merchandise coming out soon. Um, that's that's in the works right now. It's not being done by Ryan, but um, that'll, that'll, that'll be making its presence known, hopefully, by the time that this episode drops. Um, and it was, you know, a great deal of joy to have Brandon do, you know, you know I think we did four episodes together um, in the time that you were away, you know, for a variety of reasons. And then just you giving me the opportunity to do this and... Uh, eternally grateful to both of you for that well Damn. yeah it, it's it's been definitely about the brotherhood for sure um i think i think highly of both of you and it's like you know i've you know you you can't you can't say enough for for uh for being able to help each other and i think in in many ways whether it be Brandon doing the research, the other Brandon coming on and helping helping with the with the film breakdowns, you doing the interviews, getting various people. I mean, we all brought like I said different strengths to the podcast to carve out a niche and we just wanted people to have to be entertained, have a good time and be educated and know that we were being honest and truthful with them. And when when I look back at that of what we were able to accomplish Technical issues aside, that's what I look back at with super fond memories uh, is that right there is being able to give somebody something different and unique and honest. And that, you know, yeah. See, I, I feel like the platform that you built really, you know, everything you guys said and everything like really kind of put a spotlight on everything that's great about this hobby. You know, there's always so much you know, toxicity and whatnot, but there's, there's also so much camaraderie and, and brotherhood and just like, just, you know, different, different ways of bonding with people like me and me and Dylan met. Um, I don't know if you've ever even heard this, but like he, he literally posted, like he was brand new to the hobby, didn't know, you know, what mass would be in his budget. So I just messaged him, you know, 
kind of gave him whatever information I could give him and stuff. And not knowing that, you know, this dude ended up becoming one of my, like my, my best friends period. Um, but then it just grew from there. And next thing you know, you know, we're, we're co-hosting podcasts together. So just like, you know, this, this hobby can bring people together. It doesn't always have to divide us. So if, if people just really just sucked up their egos and everything and just treated it like what it is, which is a bunch of people with common interests coming together. Um, I think that's what this, this podcast is all about. And I think that's why it's really resonated with people. And, you know, when, when I was doing those episodes with you in the beginning, I never thought I'd be getting messages from people that I've never really talked to saying, Hey, you know, you did an awesome job. That was a great podcast. You know, um, I love hearing you on there. You know, when are you going to be back? You know, when there was a few episodes I wasn't there on. So I just feel like what you built really, um, really resonates with people and, and just shows why this hobby is so fucking awesome. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, um, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this, but, you know, uh, whether we're all together every single episode or whether there's this person or that person, at the end of the day, it's about the brand. It's about the people who listen to it. And as they say, the show must go on. So, um, again, you know, I've said it since the beginning, you know, uh, and that's a big thing that's going to change in season two is my name's coming off the banner because it's not about me. And I even told Ryan when he when he put that out there, I said, dude, I want my name off the banner. And he's like, well, the show right now is you because early on it, it really was. But I was like, I don't want it to be. I, I want this to be about the brand, about the Unleashed brand, because there's so many ideas that I have that I don't want it to be about me because what happens if I'm not able to be around for a few weeks and somebody else has to step in, well, it's not me anymore. So the show has to go on with or without me there. And if my name's in the title, that looks a little arrogant to, to me. And it makes me feel uncomfortable. And a lot of people are going to say, oh, bullshit. No, it's true. I really don't like it because it, it, it makes me feel uncomfortable because there's that, there's that stigma out there. But, the big thing for, for me is when I stepped away for the eight weeks, and by the way, I listened to every single episode that aired uh, a couple of times that I wasn't part of, and it was really cool because, I, as I said many times, uh, this is not a new story, but I listened to several podcasts uh, throughout, which is what gave me the idea to actually do one for this community. But, um, you know... Being able to listen to you guys, I felt like, man, I can't wait till the next episode comes out because I want to see what was said. I want to see what information's out there, what I might miss. So at the end of the day, it was it was cool because the brand continued, and it was such a good cleansing palette for me to be away for those eight weeks. Because, I mean, look, I mean, you guys are no stranger to it. I came back with a completely different mentality. It, it was needed. I was to the point where I was still carrying around shit that happened 10 years ago. And it's like, you know what? Half of these people weren't even around 10 years ago. Nobody gives a shit. You know, why, why are we wasting so much time? Because at the end of the day, if I'm going to continue carrying that negativity, it's only hurting me. It's not hurting the person I'm mad at. So... Why do why am I carrying that around? So letting that go and saying, you know what? Stop being so skeptical towards people. Start letting people that are trying to be part of your life or part of your community life, let them in 
and let the past go. And the only way you're going to be able to truly have friendships with people, like like you said, the awesome part of this hobby, is to be able to let shit go and be able to to focus on positivity. You don't have to comment on things you that you know is going to turn into a shit show. And if you have a strong opinion on something, that's why I stay out of a lot of shit now. I'm like, look, there are times I, I, I jump in when I think that a different perspective may be needed. But for the most part, I try to play it 50-50. And it's like, it's not that I'm afraid of anybody. I'm still the same person I always was. Fiery, passionate, I'll motherfuck you if I absolutely have to. But at the end of the day, as long as you're real, as long as you're cool... Um, as long as you have your opinion, hey, who am I to challenge that? That's your opinion. But if you're flat out wrong on something and maybe you just don't know, I'll do it in a very nice way and say, hey, you probably don't know this, but here, you know, here's the here's the facts. Uh, but if it's just an opinionated argument, like earlier in one of the groups that I was checking out, someone says, I prefer the Rob Zombie 2007 remake over the original. And I'm like, I disagree, but that's why it's a subjective opinion. You know that, that, that that's why this hobby's great. You know, so you know we all have opinions, we all have likes, we all have dislikes, and we don't always have to agree on it just to just to stay friends and keep keep status quo. Because you know we are allowed to have our own opinions, our own voice, and be positive about it, and let, uh, allow other people to have their opinions and not get shitty about it. And yeah, and it's like I, I'm I'm having a lot of fun now. I mean, I think I'm pumping out more masks right now than I have in the last couple of years. And why? It's because I'm actually having fun, and I'm not weighted down by anger and keeping shit bottled up anymore. Speaking of which, uh, gotta say, God damn it, the 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 retool to the uh, for anyone who doesn't know, the DIY has since been re- renamed the GKY, which is to go Kirk yourself. Um, and Chris, you know, Go reshaped yourself, it a little. motherfucker. Ah, uh, fuck you, old man. Um, and Chris reshaped it, and, and so it's now the you know what, what is I guess could be called the you know the the 2019 GKY or no, you know, whatever it, Chris. No, whatever you're calling it. Uh, we we just decided to to kind of re to rename the entire brand first and foremost when when Rick and I went in and bought that master. Um, we both hated the fucking name. Yeah, absolutely hated it. But we knew because it was an established piece, and I knew from experience from taking the Nightmare and turning it into the Night Stalker, it confuses shit out of people. So I was like, well, let's ride with this for a while. When people know that we have the DIY, if we decide at some point to either retool it or fix some of the issues that we don't like... um, you know, we can we can talk about renaming the brand at that point. And, you know, since there's been 75K new mold, 75K old mold, 75K castle, 75K golden supreme deluxe taco supreme chalupa edition or whatever the fuck it, it, you know, it's named. I was like, well, people are already used to that confusion. So if we just rename it to the GKY, formerly DIY, and just refer to it when we post them as old mold or new mold, people would get it. But I was fucking wrong, because people are still not getting it right. You know, like a, a new mold will, will be posted and be like, yep, got mine last week. I'm like, no, you didn't. That's the old mold. So it's, you know, there's still a lot of confusion about that. But we we attempted to rebrand it and rename it, and we opened up the contest uh, because... 
we couldn't come up with a name. I think I even reached out to Brandon at one point and said, hey, man, do you have any ideas for a name? Because we have nothing. <laughs> yeah, I threw well, a few ideas in there. But um, I didn't realize we were going for the, the you know, the, the Kirk uh, theme, so I threw out some, some bomb-ass 78 ones if anyone wants to dig through that thread. I must have missed it. <laughs> Without fondling Chris's balls too much, I got to say, um, I'll, I'll put it this way: the, 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 it's so nice now that, that Zachman will put it on his shelf, his fucking refined, goddamn aged bullshit palette of his. Are are we actually going to see this as part of your collection, or are we just going to have to pretend like it's like Sasquatch? It's fucking anonymous and we don't know if it's real or not are, are, are people are actually going to see this fucking thing in your if collection you follow me on instagram you'll yeah, see you follow his, his, I do. And his thousand instagram followers Ooh. Sh- shameless plug at the underscore heart uh, underscore collector underscore hard on <laughs> that sounds like a fucking blue chew ad <laughs> by the way no, but did, I, did, I, I do show i do show my collection more on instagram i don't really you know, the Facebook groups are cool and all, but, you know, there's always people you post it on Facebook and people, oh, how much you pay for that? Oh, you know, oh, I can't believe you paid that much for that. Uh, just, I don't know. I feel like on Facebook, people are more nosy as well as Instagram people just, you know, like I follow people just to appreciate their stuff rather than always like inquiring about how much you spent on something or worrying about someone else's wallet. So I just, I pretty much stick to Instagram to post most of my stuff, but then there's you know, there's some stuff I can't show and all that fun stuff, but you know, it's all part of being like a, a high end collector. The only, the only, the most recent thing I see, for, I'm looking at your Instagram right there. Um, the most recent thing I see is a picture of of you looking kind of pensive see, and emo. You you don't follow my horror account, that's why. That's my personal account. I don't even use that. Well, you know. What what was that handle again? Because I was like, I'm I'm already following him, so let me just go there, and I t- I totally tuned you out. So what, what was uh, it's that? Not, it's the underscore horror underscore collector underscore douchebag underscore the, <laughs> the horror. Oh, there you are. There you are. Oh, you're following me. Okay, I'm following you back. Okay, now now I see. Okay. Now, see, if, if I would have had this information about four days ago, I wouldn't have looked like such a douchebag. <laughs> well, you probably would, just for other reasons. That's where, true. Where did you get that picture from, though? Huh? Where did you find that picture from? Which picture? Oh, where did I? Oh, the, the test ball picture? Yeah. I, um, well, you had sent it to me, but the, but the easiest way for me to find it is I had sent it to James. Just, you know, be like, you know, when the time comes, this is what I want mine to look like. And it was just easier for me to scroll through six messages than to scroll through six months of messages between you and me and find it. That makes sense. You got some nice shit in here, dude. Thank you. I don't, I don't. I don't mean you have shit. I say you, you have nice. <laughs> you have nice stuff. So got to got to clarify that. <laughs> like Chris Morgan just called your collection shit. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> well, enough sucking on Zachman's cock. No, I'm I'm still slurping. <laughs> he hasn't came yet. He hasn't come yet. So, blue ball is ass. Poor player. Yeah. Wow. There's a finger in the butthole. Look at that. That's nice. Okay. Something that's you know 
I've sold already, but of course, I, I cycle. I cycle until I find you know the the, the keepers. No, there's a few and far if keepers. Want, if it ever if it ever comes to fruition, is gonna is gonna be an absolute keeper. Well, while y'all do that, I'm going to talk about the cutting room floor format Please. for season two. Please do that. <laughs> um, so it's going to be fairly similar to season one, but the, the objective is to have three weeks on, one week off, and the objective is to have an artist interview, uh, a fan collector spotlight like I did with Matthew Gross. That was a um, a test episode, and from the YouTube channel anyway, at least, it has become the most popular video on there with the most views, so... There's going to be a, a, a collector spotlight video, an artist interview, and then ideally um, an episode with Zachman of some variety, either talking just about new news in the group, in in, in the hobby, or uh, if, if if able a celebrity interview of some variety. Whenever those happen, um, that way you know, there's room for other content. So you know, if it's if it's a month with five weeks, well then we'll just take two weeks off. But you know, three weeks on, one week off. You know, get people a break for me because I know people get tired of me after enough time. Not much. God damn, isn't that the truth? <laughs> me and Chris can absolutely agree on that one. Then. I know. <laughs> it's like, you know, 1030, I'm about to get my dick wet at night, and I get a message from Dylan. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I can't even fuck right now, you know? And i gotta, I got to answer Dylan so he doesn't think I'm mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Dad. I know, I I know you're you. not talking about that. <laughs> about what? Zachman hasn't talked to me in a week. I think he hates me. <laughs> no, it's like the motherfuckers on <laughs> online 24-7, and you'll see him post something or like something in a group, because so, something that you post, and then you get the notification, and then you send him a question two days ago and he still hasn't read it yet it's like jesus christ man you're on 24 7 and am i in your ignore box i mean i know something about that there's some there's some people that i won't mention by name uh but that i have to put them in my ignore box because they drive me fucking crazy and if that's the case i understand you know uh, I, never, I don't have anyone in my ignore box um he just doesn't log out of messenger yeah i just I, I don't like there's times you'll say it says i'm online i'm like I've been working for the last like three hours. I haven't been online, but yeah, I I don't know, man. It, it was like, well, fuck, you know. It's like, uh... don't worry, Chris. I'd never ignore you on purpose. Uh, on purpose, you know. At least it's not <laughs> I don't take it personally. We'll be in the middle of a conversation, and then he'll just ignore me for three hours. Says, "Oh, I'm sorry. I was on the yes, phone." Yes, thank you, thank you. <laughs> that's that's the thing. We'll be going back and forth, and I'm asking questions, and all of a sudden it's like deadpan silence, and I'm like. Damn, dude! You know you just you just left me here with a rock hard dick, and you and you walked just, away. I, blue, I, the blue chew's working, and you walked away. I have I, I have to Batman every once in a while. You know, you, I'm just there one second, gone the next. But don't worry, I always come back. Yeah, <laughs> it's like an abusive fucking relationship. <laughs> Get exactly what you need, and then you fucking leave until you're hard up again, and then you come back. Exactly, and, and you right. always let him back in. I know who my bottom bitches are, so I'm always I'm always gonna come back. Yeah, I sit there and bitch and bitch and bitch, and all of a sudden I'm like, "All right, hurry up!" <laughs> all right, so now that we've uh, you know did a circle jerk here for the last three four minutes, um, all right, so you know, speaking of ideas, man, like 
you know, you were talking about some of the ideas that you came up with 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 collector spotlight. Hang on, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, you talked about collector spotlight. You got the interview stuff going. Um, all fantastic ideas. You actually threw an idea to me the other day about ideas for Halloween Unleashed season two. Do you want to go ahead and unveil that to everybody? Because I thought it was a fucking fantastic idea. So, you know, we had an issue last season at a, at a certain point that we, you know, we since um, corrected that. We were kind of running out of content ideas. And and one thing I thought about, you know, this past week was, well, let's do, I want to do a, 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 you know, it didn't have to be me. It could be you and Zach. I think that you and Zachman would do really good in this series, but a WMP catalog series. And what, what I mean by that is, you know, you know, and every single mask doesn't necessarily have to get its own episode per se. You know, you could do maybe one, two or three if it's a short story, but just cover a definitive, kind of like we did with the H6, but, you know, give everything its own history. You know, at, let the let the audience ask any questions about the Night Stalker, the, you know, the, the the incarnations of the Seven, the Mofugga, you know, the Reigning Red, what, whatever masks it may be, so we can finally kind of lay to rest any misconceptions, any questions that may exist about any mask that you have ever produced, you know, and I think that would be, God, we could do fucking 20 episodes about those. I'm totally down. Uh, Brandon, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, if that's what people want to hear, then absolutely. Because as we get away from what, you know, not not to get away, but as, you know, as the show has changed a bit since I come on, I came on board and, 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 you know, it's not up to me to decide whether that was good or bad or for the better or worse, but people definitely like the mask episodes, you know, be that the warlock or the H six or, or, or just, you know, the variety of, of different, you know, that, because that's what it comes down to is, you know, the history of Myers mass is what built this podcast. And we, and, you know, you can't get a new fan base and then isolate your old one. So we got to still stick to our roots here. No, like this season is all about just building on what we've already established and, you know, none of that stuff is ever going to change. It's just, I mean, that's the staple. Um, it's just, you know, we have we have a film coming out later this year and then the film after that the following year. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of talk about that, you know, uh, but at the same time, you know, you're going to have, <clears throat> excuse me, you're going to have a lot of content um, as well with your own stuff and... That's going to blend in beautifully because the one thing, again, that I think that we were able to establish, especially when you came on, is we were able to give a little something for everybody. And I like that because too much of one thing can get fucking boring. And it can, it, it, and that's the one thing I can honestly say about this show is that, yes, it is for the most part audio unless you follow the cutting room floor. Um you know, which everybody should um, go over if you like watching the video version. Um, yeah, it's definitely if you're if you're a visual person, that's more entertaining. But if you're like like me, that likes to that has to drive or has long 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 situations where you can listen to podcasts. It's a damn great way to kill time, and um, it's educational at the same time. But every single week, you don't know exactly what you're going to get, so it's going to hit on different areas for everybody. So if somebody says, you know what, I'm really not interested in um, the fucking Warlock because I've heard everything that there is to know about it. Well, there's plenty of people out there, but at the same time, if you, if you like and support the show... 
you're probably going to hear some stuff in there that's going to entertain you regardless. And I think that, you know, just some of the sidebars that Brandon and I got off on, um, I know that there was stuff that even Brandon was listening to that was like, wow, I didn't really know that or didn't think about it that way. So even he was getting stuff that, you know, it wasn't pertaining to the Warlock, and Brandon can't stand the Warlock. So uh, it was still a very fun episode to do. So it's like, I mean, that's just one example of what, we had 39 episodes in the first season, so one, one example of 39 examples that there's a little something for everybody. Absolutely. Now I'm down to talk to some Halloween kills, unless we have any more that Brandon wants to throw in. Do you have anything else? Oh, I think I'm ready to talk some Halloween kills. Dylan, do you have anything else that you want to add that we missed? No, I think I'm about covered it all. All right, so we're on to Halloween kills. So tell us, what do we know about this sequel? Oh, Jesus Christ, what don't we know? Um, you know that we've had... A lot of a lot of things have been confirmed, so we've got a lot of original cast coming back. We've got, you know, um, and we got a lot of original characters coming back. So, you know, we've got Tommy coming back. We've got Lindsay coming back. Um, Charles Cyphers is going to be bracket again. You know, of course, we've got Lori coming back. We've got... Who? Um, <laughs> we've got Lori coming back, and just so many original characters are going to be back in... Uh, and with the exception of Tommy Doyle, all of them are going to be reprised by their original uh, actors. Um, it's been released via people who live near where it's being shot that there is going to be a flashback scene of some variety. Yes. Um, I think this it's going to be altered a little bit from, from what I understand from what the original concept of the first film was going to be because I think they were going to have a Loomis stand-in or something for the first film. Excuse me. And um, they ended up not doing it, which I'm very fucking glad that they didn't do because it's just like there's only one Dr. Loomis and that's Donald Pleasant. They changed the ending. They were going to change the ending of the first film. Were they? Yeah, I think they were going to have something happen where like, I forget, like Loomis like like missed or something. I forget what exactly what it was, but it was something that was going to completely change the ending of the original Halloween and John Carpenter said, you know, if you do this, you're going to piss a lot of people off, and so they they backed off because they were gonna they were gonna change the ending somehow so that like Michael didn't actually get like shot that bad or something to try and I guess make him seem more human. And um, I think I think they were actually gonna kill Doctor Loomis or something, have him kill Loomis. And John Carpenter was like, "You you cannot do that because you're gonna piss a lot of very passionate people off." Yep, good call. And, <laughs> that would have happened, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, of course, Michael's still alive. And from what I understand, the mask is not going to change too much from what we saw in H40. Um, how, how they get him out of the house, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see. But um, there's been some little teasers here and there. Um, I, you know... I like to use the analogy of Star Wars. You know, Force Awakens was was it wasn't perfect, but I could see you know how it was a good way to introduce people to the new Star Wars. Halloween was not that for me for the franchise. You know, it was not great 
from where I sat. So here we come on part two, and just like The Last Jedi was not good, I'm hoping that they don't shit the bed on this one. But, but this isn't but, part two, though. Well, no, but it's part two to the to the new era of the franchise of you know, with David Gordon Green and, and such. You know, it was under the Blumhouse umbrella. So I'm hoping wasn't, they don't. Wasn't the last one a sequel to the first one? Well, yes, it was, but just like Force Awakens wasn't. You know, a, you know, it was a sequel to the old Star Wars movies, but made by new people. If that makes any sense. Fuck no. Let's just move on. Well, honestly, my biggest gripe right now is that, you know, when, when they were when they were building up for, you know, Halloween last year, they, a lot of their marketing was, hey, look who we're bringing back. You know, yep. Nick Cass, they, they, they advertised it, you know, when I first heard that, my understanding was, oh, crap, like, Nick Castle's going to play Michael Myers. Like, that's unreal. Like, mind blown. And then... You know, it was, it was pretty much just a publicity stunt because he had about a three-second cameo. Um, and now, all of a sudden, all the marketing for Halloween Kills is, now look who we're bringing back. You know, every every character that's pretty much ever been somewhat established. You know, you got, you know, Marion Chambers. You've got, you know, Sheriff Brackett coming back. And I think he's like some security guard at the hospital or something now. You got Tommy Doyle, you know, they brought back Kyle Richard to, to play Lindsay and all this stuff. And it's just like, it, it, is it just going to just try and cash in on nostalgia? Just trying to distract people with, oh my God, look, they're back. Yes. And you kind of, so you don't really pay attention to the story because that's kind of the sense that I'm, I'm gathering from this. Well, uh, they're going for WrestleMania here. It's going to be all sizzle and no steak, I, I, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, to, to be honest, I mean, we didn't we didn't hear about James Jude Courtney until about the time that the fucking trailer came out, you know, so it's like for six months. I mean, that's all we heard about is, you know, Nick Castle, Nick Castle, Nick Castle. And I know, again, I was looked at as an asshole for 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 saying it. I said, there's no way he's going to be the main guy in there. And I'm like, it's, it's a publicity thing. People are like, oh, listen to you. What? Why are you shitting on this thing so bad? And lo and behold, I was fucking right. And it's like, I'm, I wasn't saying shit to just be an asshole. I'm like, the dude's 70-something years old. You know, it's he's, he, he's not the Nick Castle from 1978 that weighs 125 pounds soaking wet. You know, it, it's... He's... He's up there in weight. I mean, they're not going to have a fat, a, a fat tubby Michael Myers walking around. Otherwise, they'd call George Wilbur back, you know, from Halloween 6. You know, I mean, just think about that. How many people say, I hated Myers' look from Halloween 6 because he was fat? A lot of people did. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so you're going to pull your dick out and start jacking off because Nick, like a, a fat Nick Castle's coming back at 70-plus years old? I'm sorry, don't color, don't color me as being excited about that. A cameo? Sure. You know, an entire film with him, with me supposedly needing to be afraid of a 75-year-old man? No thanks. You know, it's mm-hmm. I'm just not turned on by that. Yeah. See how that castle walk goes with, uh, you know, a bad hip. Exactly. 
you know, the biggest thing I'm afraid of is that they're just going to, you know, look at the box office numbers of the last one and think, well, this is working, so let's not change anything majorly. The only thing that I really hope they pull the trigger on is, is killing some major characters, not just the people that are returning for this movie, but, well, I need some Strodes to die. I need one Strode to die. That's Lori. She's got to go, man. It's... I agree. Sorry. I think she was... She was. I don't, I don't think this is Jamie Lee Curtis's fault, but she was truthfully painful to watch in the 2018 Halloween. Um, just the dialogue, the way they wrote her, I would take H2O Laurie a hundred times out of a hundred over, you know, the the self-deprecating PTSD Laurie that was in 2018 because every everything she said was just so over the top and dramatic, and honestly, like you know, it seemed like she wasn't filming that long when they were shooting so i'm i'm hoping that she dies or she's not very present maybe she's like in a coma or cut recover or some whatever the hell the plot for this film is going to be that revolves around you know hmh um but i just i i i'm so tired of the michael and Lori, you know tango it's 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 played out that it, it's it's time. It's time. She wasn't needed in the last one. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, from, from a story purpose, and I'm not getting back on that because, you know, we uh, Dylan and I covered 30 minutes of that last episode uh, talking about it, but she was not fucking needed for, for the story of the last one. And you're talking about dialogue, man. Like, every time she was on on screen, she called herself the grandmother. I'm like, okay, I see I see that it's that's on your call sheet, but do you have to say it a hundred times throughout the film? It felt so inorganic when she said the shape. Yeah. That they were just throwing that in there for the pop. Of course. She popped, but you know what? What audience are you playing to? I mean you're not in a twenty thousand seat arena and you're not the rock, you know, so who are you playing to? You know, you're playing to, to us. I mean, we get it. We understand it. <laughs> so you you don't have to beat us over the head with it for us to understand. We understand it. We get it. Um, the other thing that drove me nuts was just like, you know, the, the over the top trying to make her into, um, fucking Linda Hamilton from Terminator. It's like, okay. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, everything, everything post Halloween one and Halloween two with her, I'm like, I could do without, I mean, it's like she, I mean, I understand why she was in, in Halloween eight, but at the same time, eh, you know, it's like, if you're not going to continue the story with John, what the fuck's the point? You know, you were going a different direction anyway. Just just pretend that she went back into a different witness protection, and now it's under lock and seal, and she's off in China somewhere. Who gives a shit? You know, like, yeah. who cares? Yeah. I could have done without her in, in Halloween, too. True. Yeah. True. Well, so have you guys heard any, there's been a lot of rumors about the plot. I'm not sure if you guys, you know, look into it at all, or if you even want to discuss it. Yeah, do it. Um, so I was reading that apparently the premise is going to be that Michael ends up somehow in the hospital. He's in a coma. Okay. Uh, he survived the fire. And he ends up in the hospital in a coma or something. 
And the reason that all these people, you know, Lonnie Elam and, and, you know, all of the people that they're bringing back is because there is going to be like virtually a lynch mob going to the hospital to kill him. And that's how he's going to escape. And then I guess that sets the stage for Halloween ends. Um, but man, that just sounds like it's going to just be so bad. <laughs> oh, I've not heard that. And I, God, I hope that's not the case. Ugh. Well, there is that well, one. There's the one that, picture of, um, of Julian's mom, you know, the, the little kid who curses a lot and stuff that, you know, somehow is going to be brought back into the new movie. Um, his mom, you know, holding a pistol, shooting at something. So I feel like that kind of supports that. Isn't there an image or, or a video sequence that's been shown of him, like, attacking Lindsay or something? Yeah, there's, see, they've already released so much. And this is why, like, I was hesitant because they virtually showed the entire film in the in the trailers they released for Halloween 2018. Like, every suspenseful moment everything was given to you in the trailer. So, like, when I was sitting in the theater, I'm just like, oh, this isn't suspenseful at all because I've already seen how it, it ends, you know? They showed Michael jumping out of the mannequins in the in the trailers, and they showed him busting through the door and all this stuff that, you know, they try to build up for these pivotal, tense moments, but it's like, oh, shit, I've seen that already. So, the trailer hasn't even released yet, and I feel like I've seen so much. You know, you've seen, um, you know, Michael unmasked, with Lonnie Elam as a kid in the flashback scenes and 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 all this stuff that in the trailer hasn't even dropped yet. So I feel like, I, are they going to do the same thing where they just give us the whole movie in the trailer? Like, yes. I just say when they bullshit, like like when they tease the scene of Lori fighting Michael outside with her holding the hunting knife, and then that wasn't even in the movie. I hate when they put shit in trailers that isn't going to end up in the movie. You know, and I understand why they do it, but that just drives me up the wall. Well, because that was the original ending that, that that didn't test well. That was when Michael gets shot with like a crossbow and collapses next to a tree, and they leave it kind of ambiguous whether or not he dies. I thought in the original ending he killed her. No. In the original ending, um, whatever her daughter's name is, I, I, I forget what the... Allison's mom. Kate or some shit. Um, she, you know, Laurie and her fighting Michael outside, and that's when, you know, that scene where she's attacking him with the knife, and then somehow she gets a crossbow and shoots Michael, and he ends up, like, kind of scurrying into the woods, and the, the, the end shot was him, like, sitting next to a tree, heavy breathing, and it kind of leaves you thinking, like, oh, he's like a, like a, you know, a dying puppy about to just crawl in his corner and just kick the bucket, and then it cuts to black. But people hated the ending, so they changed it. I don't know how I would have felt about seeing that in theaters either. It sounds terrible, but I also didn't like the film itself either way. Um, I guess the the ending with the burning was more fulfilling. I guess I don't I don't know. I mean, you knew he wasn't dead. No. Yeah, but the fucking point is supposed to be though. Like, if you have forty years to set a trap for this guy, why is why is a burning basement the way to do it? Unless the fucking your basement is is insulated with two inch thick steel walls that he can't get out of. 
You know, that just seems like such a lazy trap. Throw a fucking grenade down there. Do something. Chop him up with a fucking chainsaw. I mean, come on. You're going to try to sell me that she's been this, you know, badass, ready for him at any turn, but the, but the whole point was to booby trap him? That doesn't make any sense. Michael Myers is a real human being. Everybody that writes a script want to blow him up and chop him up and everything and I say no he's a real human being and he must he must live you know everybody Ooh, a cod making a guest appearance on the how about Halloween. that from the dead <laughs> yeah I, I, I hmm. right where he took the franchise so I I have a little tidbit and I, I, I mean I don't know if it's a tidbit but you know I I got a heads up and I gotta be real careful how I say this because it's like I don't I don't know what I can say and what I can't. So I'm just gonna say that the rumor is we'll just go back to when I sent the picture of my V seventy five Phoenix that I used in uh, at the very end of H thirty five. I sent that behind the scenes picture to um, to Malik. And he fell in love with it because at the time they were going to do like a pickup from Halloween 2, like the original Halloween 2 uh, for the Marcus Dunstan film. And he fell in love with that. He's kept that picture forever. And now they have a fire sequence. If they fucking steal my idea, I, I'm, I'm sorry. There's very few things I get to either take credit for or or celebrate that, hey, I, I did something original that nobody's done before, because before I did the Phoenix, nobody did it. Now, I haven't done one in several years, but point is, I was the first guy to do it, and there's, then there's been several copies after that, okay? But if they steal my fucking idea, I'm going to be fucking livid. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't know how else to say that, but I saw the behind-the-scenes picture of him standing on the porch with the axe in his hand and a half-burnt mask, and I'm like, no, please, fuck no. I, I, I'm I'm pissed. Exactly what the mask is going to be. I mean, I, I was at um, Mask Fest this year, and uh, the last panel I went to was the, the Trick or Treat Studios um, 2020 you know, catalog unveiling, whatever. It's pulled uh, from the screen use master. <laughs> um, so, you know, they're, they're talking, you know, they obviously confirm that they have the rights to exclusive rights to Halloween kills um, and the mask. And they did say that, you know, it's, it's not a whole lot different. So it's, it, I think it's just going to be some, some burning on the left side Maybe some uh, singed hair, and then, but essentially, it's going to be the same mask, except with obviously with the bullet hole and all that crap. The vagina cheek. Yeah, I still, I just can't get over the fact that he's going to be running around with three fingers now, too, on that one hand. That's <laughs> I know that's so stupid. Uh, two in the pink, one in the stink. <laughs> yeah, well, now they're both on the floor. Um, I just. I, I just don't, 
Oh, God. <laughs> Rom. Cheap plug. I just don't get, like, you know, if they had this idea for the sequel or whatnot, like, why do that? Like, I just feel like it's just such an unnecessary... Like, now I'm going to see him picking people up with his three fingers and just be like, what the hell is going on? Like, He'll use the other hand. But he's, that's his stabbing hand. He'll he's ambidextrous. He'll 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 drop the knife. <laughs> like, we're gonna choke him, motherfucker. Michael learning. We're gonna. It's gonna be gripping drama of Michael learning how to you know deal with his new handicap. It's gonna be a a, a real inspiring film. <laughs> get, get the handicap tag for the station wagon. <laughs> there you go. He's still got the thumb. <laughs> I can park in a handicapped space now, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I, I just feel like they're playing way too much on nostalgia. I'm just, I'm, I'm not looking forward to it, and it sucks because I really want to. But I, I let myself buy into the hype for 2018, and God knows that just blew up in my face. So now I'm, I'm just going to be a, super cynical about this one, and if I end up liking it. Uh, you know, I'll be the first one to admit it, and I'll be happier than a pig in shit, but just, I cannot have any sense of optimism going into it at all. And again, it's going to sound like we're, we're bad fans and that we're shitting on it, but I go back to this, you know, what's the definition of insanity? Same six. Result. Okay, so... You got all the same players and all the same ingredients and all the same recipes coming back for one more stab, and we're we're, we're expecting anything different now for the for the people that liked it that accept mediocrity as a form of greatness nowadays. They're they're like you said, they're happy as pig and shit. They're they're yeah. they're ecstatic. Me, I I, I prefer substance and. So- that's just me. I, I, I don't... They had an opportunity to just fucking knock the, knock the ball out of the park and not even look back. And, again, I, I'm saying this for the 575th time. You had nothing else to go off of except for the first film, and that's the best you could do. You took two years to do it. That's the best you came up with. And now we're expecting you to come up with anything different. I'm sorry, to me, from everything that you have spit out about the plot line, about, you know, what we're talking about, about the look, about, you know, what to expect, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This has Rob Zombie Halloween 2 written all over it. I'm sorry. And for those of for, for those out there that like Rob Zombie Halloween 2, still like it. I'm not shitting on you. But me personally, I thought that was a pile of shit. Yeah, it's for the kind of people for the people that kind of thing this kind of thing those people like. But I'm afraid that as this this trilogy continues, we're just going to end up with a more deteriorated and deteriorated mask, and I really don't want that. I think that honestly, I I don't think that's the case. I think if they follow this arc where he's in the coma for two years, I doubt they're going to leave the mask on him. So they'll probably take it off, and he'll end up getting a new one. So my guess is Halloween ends, he'll have a different mask. Uh, I could be wrong, but I don't think that they're gonna, you know, have that hobo tattered mask look like they had in uh, Rob Zombie's H two. Yeah, but where the fuck would he get it from? Masks are us. Drugstore. 
you know, they could still be in business. You can get you can get the pre order on our website. <laughs> yeah, they get it from the studio. I don't know. Just after watching 2018, I, sitting in the theater, I didn't know whether to shit or wind my watch, and it was. I don't know. I, I still haven't even watched it a second time. I just don't know how I feel about watching Michael get apprehended. Like, are they going to show that in this flashback scene? You know, I God, I hope not. Like that's. that's I don't care about Young uh, Hawkins at all. Yeah, I say, are are they going to bring Hawkins back and? Just to make have a make a make a cameo. Why not bring a fucking white horse into the whole thing? <laughs> exactly. When uh, you know they should just have left it the way it is. You know, leave it for us to guess. Now that they're they're giving it to us, it just what that tells me is that they didn't have enough ideas to fill out an hour and a half of uh, of content. So they're like, oh, let's just fill that other you know five or six minutes with flashback scenes to you know play more on nostalgia when people see the 70s vibe and the, you know, the the cars and all that crap. I don't know. I'm just curious to see how it fits in with everything else. Because I I, I don't know. (laughs) I'm still curious. we'll see. I'm still curious in what that last shot of the last film was. You know, why why did they linger on that knife for so long? It's nice because they're clearly not going to pull the trigger on her being the killer. Fuck no. God no. And to be honest, I don't want her to be. Oh no! Please no! No, she's no Daniel Henders. No, Jiffy feet and all. I'd yeah. That would that would be a, a death blow. Like Michael's in a coma, so Allison does his bidding. <laughs> like no. Maybe maybe they're gonna have psychological connection to where <laughs> they can feel each other. So to give her a chalkboard. <laughs> hey, she has the other hand. <laughs> so, so they can be a tag team now. Fuck yeah, demolition 2.0. I'm in. <laughs> well, at the fucking bushwhackers. Yeah. True. I, I just, I just hope that they give us something that's watchable. I mean, like 2018, I didn't enjoy it, but I can watch it. But like, I just. I'm just afraid that they're going to make something that's just just rough. Like elephant making love to a cat rough. Dude, where the fuck do you get this shit? <laughs> is this like... The, like <laughs> is there like a hick school for just terrible... <laughs> like friggin' lingo? I don't understand it. I live in the south. This is what we do. I live in the South too. I mean, well, I mean, no, you live in Florida. That doesn't count. That's you live more, in the That's white, more South you, than you. I, I mean, that it doesn't. I, the direction doesn't is further South. You live where old white you, people go to retire. All they do is screw screw their cousins and come up with terrible fucking like lingo. Fuck you. And they go to you six flags. <laughs> God damn it! Hey, God's got nothing to do with this place. <laughs> Friends with that guy on Facebook. Are you really? Yeah. Get him on the show. I there's a lot of people I think I could get on. Well, get your fucking con- underground connections going, asshole. Hey, I'm just waiting. For, you know, I don't know. I don't know what you guys got planned. I don't want to step on toes. Here's an idea. Throw out ideas. <laughs> I, I was just. I didn't want to steal anyone's thunder. I thought you know, getting getting people was Dylan's thing now. I thought that was his gimmick. 
My gimmick is just being the best at what I do. What I do is be the best at everything. Alright. <laughs> so uh, is, is, that, is that all our thoughts on Halloween Kills for the, the time being? I mean, do we know anything else at this point? I mean, to, to be honest, I, I mean, uh, filming's completely wrapped now, right? Yeah, yeah they're, they're in post. Yeah, it's like, literally, you know, for for everything that, that we got, on the first or the last one, I can't call it the first one. The last mm-hmm. one, um, compared to what we got with the last one, compared to this one post uh, filming, I mean, really, we haven't gotten as much as I thought we were going to get. It was really short too. It's been a year out. Yeah, but uh, like I know the Halloween movies aren't the longest in the world, but I feel like it was the shortest one. It wasn't the shortest, but I mean, H2O you know, back in, was. yeah, back in the seventies, you know, that's, that's how movies were, you know, an hour and a half or so. Like, but nowadays you can get away with giving us more. They, they rushed too much just to fill that hour and a half time slot when they could have, they, and they should have fleshed out the story a little more. Yeah. Give us two and a half hours. I mean, I mean, the, people are expecting, especially like sequels to franchises they're expecting a lot of meat on the bone. You know, give it to not, them. Uh, <laughs> not peanut butter on the penis. Especially, <laughs> exactly. especially like the middle film. Like, if this is going to be its own little, like, kind of trilogy, um, you know, the the Gordon Green trilogy sequel to the original, the middle one's got to be strong and it's got to have a lot of substance, which is why The Last Jedi was so hated. But... They got. I, they, I heard. I think they confirmed the runtime was around like a, the same same as the the last one. Yeah, they're just gonna up the body count. Yeah, it's just you know they're they're saying it's gonna be the nastiest film of the franchise, and it's just like compared to uh, what? Because H two Rob Zombie was pretty goddamn choppy. I don't think they're counting that as probably the uh, as part of the franchise, but so. Here's my thought, and, and and I'm glad you brought up the brought up that that comment because when I was reading that before we did this before we did this tonight, I was looking at that. I'm like, how many other ways can we can we overhype something? Because literally every film that we that that has been part of this franchise is, oh man, we're in tone with the original. Looks, about, yeah. it's no tone to the original at all. Yeah. Uh, this is the scariest. Oh my god, it's so frightening. Didn't flinch once. You know. So when I hear the nastiest, okay, well you're pretty fucking grotesque in both Rob Zombie films, and I, you know, there was there was times I was cringing at, at some of that shit. At the last one, you stomped a fucking guy's skull <laughs> through the street. How much yeah, nastier can you? Yeah, he raped much... inmates. Exactly. I mean, I the 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 nastiest. So I'm already desensitized to your nasty. So it's like, what else? What else are you gonna do? It's like they just keep hyping up. Like, yeah, we don't have a strong plot, but like, you'll see some cool shit. Like, that's kind of how I I take away from. It. But but that, that's just like you said. You know, the last film they kept saying, oh, we're so true to the original. Oh, we're all diehard fans of the original. So, we, you know, we kept it in line with the original. But 
it wasn't a film made for the longtime fans. Yeah, sure, they they threw in the little like nods to all the films or whatever. But if you look at every core element of the original, they completely disregarded it. You know, Michael stalking his prey and and the cat and mouse games. They had none of that. He didn't no. stalk anyone. He just ran through and fucked everyone up. Like it was gory when you know the original relied more on suspense, but this film had no suspense and was just all just in-your-face fucking gore and Michael just doing all this crazy shit, like, curb-stomping people Gears of War style, like, where in that was any core element from the original? Like, the only thing they did was just take away the sister element. Yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, you could probably vouch for this being a, being a football fan with, with the Giants. I mean, I had to watch fucking Gerald McCoy for 10 years around this place talking about he's the leader and how great he is and how he's the leader of the locker room, leader of the defense, face of the franchise. You, you know you know what a leader is? It's someone that doesn't talk about it. Yeah. Okay? It quietly happens. People nominate you. Don't nominate yourself. So my point of how that ties in back into this, it's the original film... The original two films, really. I mean, people expected a sequel, but even that took some time to get some mo- some 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 steam behind it. But the first one, they weren't going around going, "This is great, this is awesome, you got to go see it." It's scary. They didn't need to do that. They yeah. just let the audience go find it, watch it, tell other people, "Damn, that's fucking scary," and. You had nothing to compare it to. Now you got everybody out there like, oh my god, it's the original, but it's better because it's scarier. Okay, well that's like the Gerald McCoy thing. You're overhyping it. You're you're wanting me to really believe that, but I can't because you're screaming from the mountaintops and all that's doing. And think about everybody. And maybe everybody is a bad word, but everybody that bragged, that was on... Like the hype train, can't wait for October, can't wait for this movie to come out. Oh my God, Myers is back! I'm so excited, man. That the, these behind-the-scenes things look so badass. This looks awesome. Michael's mess, his new look. I like it. And they're on the hype train, building this thing up. And I'm talking about us fans, and not me. Um, I was the asshole that was trying to rein people in, but. The people that were out there screaming from the mountaintops, hating on everybody that disagreed with them. Those same people, come October 20th of 2018, were saying that that, w- that film fucking sucked. And I'll tell you why. They, they built themselves up to an expectation that that film, no matter if it was good or terrible, was ever going to live up to in their mind. Because they built it up too big. They didn't let it grow organically. You you got to walk in. Like, that's why I walked in. I said, look, I know for the last six months I've been pessimistic, but I'm walking into this to this theater with a friend I haven't seen and since 2008. Um, I'm excited to hang out with a friend. Um, this is great window dressing. I'm excited that there's a Halloween movie to go watch. But I'm walking in with zero expectations so I don't get myself let down. Because, hey, fuck, I'm a Bucks fan. 
How many times have I hear, have I heard over the last 15 years, this is the year? Oh my gosh, we had great offseason, we had great draft picks, blah, 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 blah. Only by October, I got kicked in the nuts so hard that I'm already planning for the fucking draft, and I'm depressed over it. That you just get over that one. Yeah, that teaches you a lot, though. It's like... I'm not I'm not being a pessimist. I'm just trying to temper my enthusiasm to say, "Hey, I'm excited every time that there's a new Halloween film coming out, good or bad, and just think about this for 1 minute. I don't give a shit if it's good or bad because it doesn't nothing for me. I'm a fan. But the fact is that every time there's a new film that comes out, it brings in a whole new fan base, and people get introduced to our hobbies that aren't poisoned by the assholes. That, you know, hope comes into our community. Yeah, there are some shitheads, because, you know, that's that's our society. Not, not everybody's perfect. But, point is, people are getting introduced to our community, and getting introduced to our podcasts, to our groups, to the to things that we're part of, Every single day. That's why I can't hate tots too bad. You know, they cater to people that get them enthused, that want, that they have a thirst for more. And that's great. Um, so, think think about it this way. If the Rob Zombie films never came out, and the last thing that we, that we had was Resurrection in 2002, before Halloween uh, 2018... I mean that's 16 fucking years, you know? It's like think about the think about the decline in popularity just in our groups and in our community from Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 until 2018. By the time before that announcement came, our community was dying. Right or wrong there? Yeah, you're right. That so so I was excited that a 2018 film was coming out. I'm like, it's going to breathe some excitement back into our community. So I think that's a positive we can take away is that it's keeping the, the franchise and the genre alive. Like people like to say, well, rock and roll's dead, and people say horror's dead, and all that. Now nah, it's it's still alive, and good, better, ugly. It's going to bring us back together, and, and and you know, introduce people, and if nothing else. Get them exposed to some of the older stuff. Think about the people that came in and saw Halloween 2018 that had never watched a Halloween before. You know, probably went back and wanted to see the original. Well, now I saw the original. I like that one. That's a masterpiece. Let me watch Halloween 2. Let me watch Halloween 3. What the fuck was that? Let me watch Halloween 4, 5, 6, H2O. Resurrection, Rob Zombie 1, Rob Zombie 2. People that had never seen probably any of those films before got introduced to 2018, and then they went back and backtracked. And now they can start studying the franchise that we've all loved our entire lives, and now they can start talking to other people about it. That's true. And a very positive note to, I think, end our Season one pre- or so, sorry season 2 premiere on. I think Brandon fell asleep. Oh. He's dead. I agree. I definitely agree with that. I mean, there's something about when a Halloween film's coming out that I feel like enhances, you know, that Halloween, you know, feel in October. You know, I don't know what it is. It's probably, you know, nostalgia from looking forward to them as a kid and whatnot, but 
there's something about a new Halloween film that makes the fall even better. And, you know, am I, am I going to be there opening night for a showing? Absolutely. I mean, whether or not I have high expectations or not, because I just love the franchise and I love the character, I'm just going to be, you know, maybe, maybe the reason I'm so cynical about it now is because I tried to be skeptical of it. And then right before the film came out and all the, you know, it, it was at that film festival and had like 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, Holy shit! Maybe they finally did it. You know, maybe, maybe this is the the film we've been waiting for. And then, you know, I I got hyped up for it. And then, you know, seeing it the early premiere at H forty, you know, Malika Cod's there and whatnot. And then I just saw it, and I was just like, damn, they got me. They duped me. So now, now I feel like I'm being protective of my heart this time around. So I'm sorry if I come off as I'm being cynical or you know negative about it, but. This time, I'm not allowing myself to get hyped up for it. I'm just going to go into it and see it for what it is. And what you just said right there goes back, and this brings this entire episode full circle. You know, what we were talking about, what we were, at least I'm speaking for me, what I was thankful about for season one is whether, you know, it was a subject that we wanted to talk about, whether it was a subject that made us uncomfortable or not, we still talked about it and we handled it honestly and directly and we faced it head on. So is it, is this something that we wanted to spend the last hour hammering? Probably not. But at the same time, we, I think we, we handled it honestly. So in that sense, from a podcast perspective of everything that we said that we loved about the, about the first season, we're starting out season two, the exact same thing. And that we're just being honest, and we're we're trying to be educational. We're we're trying to point people that listen to this podcast to maybe look at things from a different perspective. Not saying that you have to say, "God damn it, you guys are all right," and I'm sorry. Let me just bow down and kiss you guys' feet. No, that's not what any of us are saying. We're just trying to say, just because Michael Myers is back on the screen doesn't mean that you got to pull your dick out and just beat all over yourself and pop a blue chew after that. You know, you don't need to do that just because Myers is back on the screen. Be thankful. Well, about the... no. Go ahead. You would pop the blue chew before you did that. Not if you wanted a round two. <laughs> so, point is, just understand that we're we're pointing out flaws that we see, and I think I think that mediocrity again has gotten way way too prevalent in our society to the point that we just accept something is great when really it really isn't just you know make your voice heard i think with the sonic hit the hedgehog you know when they reanimated the movie due, due to fan backlash i think if you make your voice heard enough they'll you know the you know is you're the ones that are going to go pay to see and if they you know make everyone feel like they've been outcast, then they're not going to see it. So all you got to do is voice your opinion and let it go from there. Yeah. I mean, fuck, they made $250 million uh, on the last go-around. Who the fuck am I? I mean, do I have $250 million I made off of something? Fuck no. So maybe they know something I don't, but I, I said it many times. Say what you want about the last film. Say what you want about the hype. 
But Blumhouse, they are fucking great at what they do. They spend very little and get the most out of their marketing. And that's one thing I can praise the shit out of them for. Because they're fucking smart. They're, they're, they're clever. And it got, it got everybody hyped up and got everybody ready to go spend their hard-earned money. And that's why they made $250 million only spending $10 million. That's fucking amazing. Completely agree. So, hats off to him. I'm just a fucking fan. You know, what the fuck do I know? Uh, well, season two dropping. I don't know what day we're releasing this. January um, 3rd. So, January 3rd, you're listening to this. So, hello from the past and, and hello to the future. Um, season two is going to kick ass in, in more ways than season one did. We're, you know, going to not try to overpromise. We're going to underpromise and overdeliver is always what I've been told. So, Look forward to all the, the new stuff coming. There'll be a lot of cool collections getting featured and a lot of awesome content. And ho- looking forward to doing more episodes with you two gentlemen. Same here. Same. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Halloween Unleashed featuring the cutting room floor. Be sure to follow us at anchor.fm slash Halloween Unleashed and on our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash groups slash Halloween Unleashed. For all video versions of the cutting room floor, please visit youtube.com slash user slash DylanCloud97 and subscribe. Be sure to share our episodes on social media and we'll be back next week with an all new episode.